This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Benjamin Zekkola, who's the CEO of Palace Cinemas. G'day, Benjamin. Hello. Do you prefer Benjamin or Ben? Oh, Benjamin's been. I'm in trouble for sure, but Ben. Oh, okay, you're not in trouble. Otherwise, today, fine. It's fine. You're not in trouble. And uh, Palace Cinemas, one of the great Australian family businesses, 100% owned family company, started by your father. Antonio? That's right, yes. He's, um, he first rented a town hall about 50 years ago, Noble Park Town Hall. And how many cinemas have there. you got now? Uh, there are about 17 cinemas. There are 17 cinemas across the country. Yeah, across the country, yeah. right. Yeah. So just give us a bit of the background because, I mean, obviously you had no choice about what you're going to do with <laughs> your life. Is that uh, fair to say? I, I decided when I was about seven or eight years old I wanted to help my dad run the cinema business. And, you know, we only had the Metro Mulvern Cinema in Glenfree Road at the time and, and for me it was this beautiful Art Deco cinema and I was very much in love with it and just wanted to work and live in cinema for the rest of my life. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> going right back, I mean, your grandfather, Giovanni, was actually a cabinet maker in Naples who also showed films, right? Yeah, he would rent he would rent films and he would show them in the local church, very much like in the Cinema Paradiso story. And that story is a, is a story that played out for many thousands of families in the thousands of villages throughout Italy. There were two or three town halls or churches and, uh, yeah, locals would put on films like that. I suppose the point, I suppose the thing is about cinemas is that everyone expected the, the cinemas to die. Um, first because of blockbuster videos, renting mm. um, renting uh, things, and now uh, now as a result of streaming services. Yes. But, um, uh, so not dead yet, right? Rumours of our demise have been much exaggerated, it's true. And um, from, from the outset, you know, in the late 40s, television was introduced and it became popular in the 50s and that put, the, that put Hollywood under pressure and cinemas under pressure and then colour TV and then VHS and then DV, DVD and then Blu-ray and now streaming. Um, there, you know, there is competition and uh, people do have a lot of choice when it comes to their entertainment. But I think... People like to go out and be entertained, and every home has a kitchen, but people still go out to restaurants as well. So we provide out-of-home entertainment, and uh, you can watch great content at home, but if you want to go out on a, on a romantic date or on a fun date, then uh, head to your local cinema because it still represents the best value entertainment there is. I suppose as a, um, just as an outside observer, it, would f- it feels like the, the challenge from streaming services is greater than any that's come before. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, you know, there's so much competition between the streaming services, so many of them, there's so much going on. Um, has there been any drop-off in audiences over the past few years that you could connect to that? Oh, I think, um, I think streaming services are competing with TV. I think uh, TV, Foxtel and uh, any, any form of streaming um, competes for that small box at home. Um, however, because streaming is now attracting filmmaking talent, uh, into the cinema, like Alfonso Cuaron or, um, or, or Scorsese, as happened re- recently, um, there is a different, higher level of quality that is now available uh, at home as well. Yeah, but and you, you, talk used... about, you talk about Scorsese. The, the Irishman, I think, was in, uh, was in the cinemas for about five minutes before <laughs> it went on a Netflix. Yeah. Uh, no, was it Netflix? Or... Precisely, yes. Um, so uh, that's kind of changing things a bit, isn't it? You, d- you didn't get much of a run at Irishman. We did not play Irishman because if, if, if the cinemas can't have the film exclusively for about 90, oh, play 90 days, then we're not going to play it because we put in a huge effort into getting a film up. So there's a huge 
promotional effort that the cinema puts in. And we need we need that 90-day window in order to return on that investment. So if a film's not going to be offered a theatrical window, we're not going to play something on the same date it's available But is it possible you're going to get more films that don't offer you 90 days? I think every year there will be a couple of films that are big films that, that are not offered uh, with a theatrical window, and we'll reject them, and 99% of the industry rejects them. But there's one or two players out there um, who, you know, can see a quick dollar and and take it. But maybe the streaming companies that are funding these films don't care. They don't care. But I do think ultimately, because Disney Plus has now entered the market and that's going to put pressure on Netflix. And I think the likes of Netflix are going to see that, well, Disney get to, to play a film theatrically, gain all of that momentum, all of that marketing PR and box office dollars that pays for the budget, and then the streaming can be can be the cream. So is Disney, is Disney's going to keep the 90-day window, are they? Oh, absolutely, yeah. All of right. the major studios are keeping the window. Right. Yeah, they recognise that it's the, it's the most efficient way of releasing a film, gathering that momentum. And, and promoting the film, I guess, it's, for the streaming. It's the about streaming. promotion. It's also about sustainability. Well, I suppose a decent film you're going to watch again. True. Yeah, we, that's why we that's why we had Blu-ray collections at home because we would rewatch our favourites. I mean, it strikes me that your business uh, is is one where you're not entirely in control of things. I mean, it's a bit like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's a bit like journalism, my business. Mm where you don't control the events of the day that you're reporting on, you know, like... We do feel like that, and, and bankers ask us to prepare very accurate budgets going forward, and, and we have to explain that we don't know what the what product is coming six months down the track. So it's very difficult to prepare that budget because we can prepare a conservative budget and it gets blown out of the water by a stupendous release, you know, Star Wars or... Or, or, <laughs> or blown out of the water the other way by the lack of a stupendous or, release. And there'll be, right? yeah, there'll be a trough that you weren't expecting because a film falls over, the one that we expected to be very strong. So budgeting is very hard in our, in our business. There's not a consistency of demand, but people love a great movie, and when there's a great movie, they, they come out in droves. It does feel like the studios, uh, there's about four or five buttons that, that produce money, and they just keep pushing those buttons. Is that a fair comment? Oh, I think each film that's that's made no, is you know, a work of art. The Avengers, <laughs> there's the Avengers, there's Star Trek, mm. there's oh Christ, I don't know. But yeah, and people vote with their 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 feet. People people turn out to see those films because they love them. There's the nostalgia and there's the escapism and there's the indulgence. So, but I imagine one of your best years ever was Avatar year. And, oh, right. I mean, and. Is that right? Well, not for palace cinemas because our our sort of the cinema goers for palace cinemas are a little bit more um, a little bit more sophisticated. And um, Avatar, I don't know. I feel like the only person in the industry that didn't get that film. I found it really just boring. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. But, but it was, yeah, but it, was it was massive yeah, it for the industry. It was with massive 3D. for the industry, right? It was but, big for the industry. But 3D was a gimmick in itself, and it was never a huge gimmick for palace cinemas. So. For us, Avatar was not a was not a big deal. <laughs> no, but okay. But I'm I'm just wondering uh, whether where because that was a while ago now. Avatar yeah, ten years ago. That's ten years ago, right? So and there hasn't been another Avatar since then. No, they they a, keep a, saying a they're making of, it. They they keep talking about there's going to be another big film like that. Yeah. 
I um, think the the big ones, you know, the perennial classics, the Star Wars movies, and there's there's one coming out on December the nineteenth. You know that 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 is a film that that attracts people that are my age and your age and my kids' age as well. You know, from eight to eight to the teens. So um, it's I guess what we'd call a four quadrant film. It's going to touch on every everyone is interested in that kind of thing. But one that was out of the box this year was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the the incredible Tarantino film, which was. An enormous success and a little bit unexpected. And it was followed by The Joker, which was a very dark film that we thought would be challenging at the box office. And it's been, I think, uh, probably the biggest or second biggest film of the year. I'm not in the least bit attracted to Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the business of running a family company because you have three siblings. I have three siblings, yeah. And you're not the eldest? I'm the second eldest. I'm the middle child. So how come uh, your big brother isn't running the business and you are. He disappeared after school for three years to Switzerland and uh, was studying hospitality management and oh. uh, was, was interested in following a, a career different move. career. Was that, was that? And I think, he, you know, it was a great, fantastic experience, three years living in um, in, in La Roche, Switzerland. And, and he came back and, and he saw that, you know, I was, uh, since you we were, were kids, You were in the business at that point. Yeah, I was already in the business and, and he was happy about that. He's like, Ben, you, you do it. <laughs> So is he in the business now? He's in the business now. He's in our Sydney office uh, in business development role. Oh, well, we work side by side. Of course. And uh, what about your um, your other siblings? Are two, uh, two sisters? Yeah, is that I have right? two two lovely younger sisters who uh, head up different departments. And um, Alicia, the the she's um, not the youngest, second, third youngest, is the director of our film festivals. So oh, right. all of the film festivals that run through our cinemas, Alicia um, has a role in curating and controlling and managing all of those. Um, all of those. And Stephanie is on maternity leave, but he's otherwise our marketing director. Right. And uh, is your father, Antonio, still uh, coming in every day? Or? Very, yeah, very much so. I think he's, I think he attends the office more now than he did 15 years ago. <laughs> right. Is that good or bad? <laughs> I think, uh, I think um, his uh, knees got a bit sore, so he stopped playing tennis quite so much and, <laughs> and he stopped playing soccer and it gave him more time to come into the office and uh, make sure that um, his investment is being well looked after. And no plans to, um, or are there any plans to bring in share- other shareholders? I mean, it's all family at the moment. Absolutely, yes, we we are open to that, and we've been involved with PwC for the last um, six months in a, in a process that was inviting uh, investors to have a look, and we had something like fifty five different uh, companies all very eager to take a look. There was interest from Australia and overseas as well, and it's actually a process that we're still going through at the but moment. But you knocked them all back, did you? Uh, the vast, of the them. vast majority have been, uh, yeah, we're not invited through to the stage two process. And uh, there oh, are a couple of- Oh, you've got of, some through to stage two. And there's, you? yeah, and we're going through stage two now with a couple of uh, couple of parties and, and looking at, you know, various ways of, of structuring it. So, uh, so how much of the business would you part with? We would be interested in parting with up to 50% of the business. Um is I think the sticking to, point is, is control, is, though. We want to remain in control. and, uh, and Is that because you, you, you kids want some cash off the table? Uh, well, you know, cinemas are a very expensive business and we've invested heavily in, you know, beautiful leather seats and reclining seats and new, all new state-of-the-art uh, projections. So there's, it, the business is carrying a little bit of debt and we'd be happy to see that debt paid down. Right. Very good. Well, we have to leave it there. It's been excellent to talk to you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. I've been talking to Ben Zekola, who's the CEO of Palace Cinemas.